Welcome back, everyone, to Highlight and All Sports Culture Podcast. We got me, got Sully, got Sam, Trio. We're back. Uh, we're going to be doing Fixer Upper. We got the South, NFC South, AFC South. We'll be going through that. But first off, got to talk, talk about Dak Prescott. Well, you know, playing in my soccer game today, check my phone after. I'm like, seeing a notification. It's like Dak Prescott's now the second highest player of all time. And I'm like, what's going on? Did he really sign? But with who? I was like, it's Washington, wasn't it? But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> week early, week early. Exactly. Um, it was uh, Dallas. And I was like, what a bad decision. You went to the worst organization of football. In all honesty, got to be honest, because, you know, I respect my Dak Prescott. Um, you know, what Dak's, we've talked about this. Dak's obviously been through so much. We've been saying that he deserves a payday. And this season was evident that the team needed him as Andy Dalton and company uh, couldn't get the uh, job done from the quarterback position. Uh, Dak Prescott consistently putting up great numbers, consistently being a top two or three fantasy quarterback, but obviously that's not extremely important, but just goes to show how, you know, good it can be. Um, good move. I, I mean, some people are going to criticize the 40 million a year, but you can't really help but be happy for him. So much of that's guaranteed. It's like 126 million, right? Which is, Kind of absurd, um, but props to Dak. Don't really have too much to say other than Dallas is not winning that division next year. Um, they are winning the division. Uh, I got a fifty dollars bet with Kurt. He's gonna say that it's fake, but it's not. I'm gonna win fifty dollars off him when they win the division. Uh, as for Dak, happy for him. Obviously, I'm a Giants fan. Kurt is a Reds or a Washington football fan, and hey, that's kind of I, I caught myself. Watch your time, bud. I know, I know. I was going to get canceled. And that's, uh, you know, that's kind of why we joke around about the Cowboys. But in all reality, Dak is a very, very good QB. He's obviously very young. And um, other than the ankle injury, there's really no downsides to this deal, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, a lot of guaranteed money, like you said, for a guy who's coming off a major, major ankle injury. But at the same time, I think he's going to be fine. Um, I think he'll be, he'll just be fine. And he's going to be a great player moving forward. Just fine. and I think it's a good deal. Yeah, Dak will it just is be a fine. lot. It is a lot though, and I do want to say I people were tweeting that Jerry Jones is kind of you know, um, I forget the word or what word am I looking for? Sackless. No, well he is sackless, but no, he Slow. was kind of like uh, no, he was. I, I forget what I'm saying, but he was basically like foreshadowing that this is going to be like a new massive deal soon, like a, a TV deal for the NFL. Oh, the Schefter tweet. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like that's that's why it was like such a big uh, contract, and everyone's like kind of going crazy. But in reality, maybe like after next year or two years down the line, it might be like semi reasonable contract. Well, I mean, the cap's gonna spike next year to over two hundred something million. Um, that's what it seems like, unless last minute they decide to roll over cap and take from future years. But they're not going to do that. They're going to try and make as much money as they can in one sitting. Uh, that's just how the owners operate. And smart owners, I guess. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I mean, this deal, yeah, Dak will be fine. I mean, he was what shattering the passing yards record or was on pace to early in the season. I mean, he threw for over 2,000 yards in five games. That's ridiculous. Um, and 
he's good. He's a really good quarterback. And I know this, this podcast is filled with NFC fa- NFC East fans besides myself. But I used to be an anti dacker too, but then I, it's like, I'm saying you, you, can, you can still be on uh, the train. No, I'm not anti-dacker, anti-vaxxer. What else are you, Sam? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Uh, I really have to think about it. But uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Dak's still good quarterback. He's top seven. I feel like everyone would agree on that. And uh, he's proved himself that he deserves this payday. I I think Dallas got what they deserved by waiting uh, because they decided to wait until after. Mahomes and Watson signed their deals, which completely bit them in the ass in this contract. Because I remember last year, remember the whole topic was, will Dak get 35 mil per year? That was the whole talk. And everyone's like, no, he should get like 30. And we're all like, oh, 35 mil. Yeah, whatever. And now they waited until after Mahomes and Watson. And now he's getting paid 42 per. That's, That's a lesson Dallas for does. everyone out there. Don't wait for things that you want. You go out and get them. Damn That's what straight. I say. That's, That's what I say. I'm a, it's what Let's Kurt go. Did on the cruise ship. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> cruise, baby. <laughs> but, but uh, no, I mean, I don't see a downside of this deal either. He's by far the best quarterback in that division, uh, without a doubt. And I think Dallas so Daniel Jones. Yeah. Daniel Jones in the rearview mirror. He's looking. Uh, Look the other way. Distant, I can say that. Very distant <laughs> in the rearview mirror. Yeah, he's in the wrong lane. But I agree. I agree with Sully that uh, Dallas will probably win this division next year. And also, his cap hits only like Unreal. twenty. It's only like twenty mil um, for this year. So they could. Uh, I think they could restructure Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence and save a like a good amount of money. So they could still actually do some things in free agency, and. Uh, just props to Dallas for getting this done. I mean, franchise tag deadlines tomorrow and um, yeah, good job. Like I really thought it was going to be a second franchise tag. I really did. Well, they're going to say psych and then you're going to franchise tag them tomorrow. Well, cause they're, they've been so stubborn up until now. Like it's so weird. And they paid a ton of guys that shouldn't have gotten paid before Dak, before Dak, like Jalen Smith, Zeke. And I don't know, Dallas, Next year is going to be – they're going to be back to where they were. Their offense is going to be good again. I just got to fix it. We're going to be back to 8-8. Eight and eight. Exactly, where they always are. It's every year. People hype them up. I'm not eight. hyping them up. I'm just saying they're going to be the best team in the East, but that's not a high bar. The bar is below average, may I remind you. Oh, there's going to be oh, three teams in the East I with 10 wins. both for obvious reasons. Hey. My team's great. I'm Chris got all the problems. My team is my no holes. Team, we beat you for the division. I got nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, we didn't want to win it. <laughs> really, and Kurt? May I remind you that you were campaigning for Dak to Washington? Oh, and you were like, I, I would pay him forty mil every day. Of course. Yeah, I don't regret it. So I still this, would. Uh, I just I have to slander him because he's on Dallas. But in all actuality, yeah. I like him. I mean, I so think he's a great quarterback. What's your backup plan, Kurt? What, for Washington's quarterback? Yeah, it's Kyle Trask. Uh, it's Sam Darnold. I mean, I'm going to uh, ride the I, Darnold I, I train. Don't, I don't know why you feel so good about doing that. Sammy, you yeah. should be hyping up, Sammy. You're clueless. You, you guys want to talk about a real quarterback, and actually a good one? Trevor Lawrence. You know where he's going? He's going to Jacksonville. 
And that's what we're talking about. Starting with Jacksonville, fixer upper. I thought that was a great actually transition. <laughs> it was great, and you know it was great. You just had we, to say we, that. We've been lacking transitions lately. No, so. that was a great one. Let it be known that was great. Regardless, we're talking about Jacksonville. We got to fix them up, and they need a lot of fixing because they obviously won one game last year. And what is unreal, because I remember that I picked them to beat the Colts last year. They started 1-0. And they tweeted, we're not satisfied. <laughs> and they lost 15 games in a row. That's impressive. They almost, they almost won a couple of those, though. They, they almost beat the Vikings. Yeah. They almost beat Green Bay. Uh, they they were close in a lot of those games. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, and then they took Gardner out, and then it was, like, over. But put in Jake Lutton and yeah, Mike Glennon. I don't, I don't know what that was about. But, uh, yeah, obviously the That's Jaguars tank. have tons of holes on their team. That's why they were so bad last year. But they also have, a, you know, a couple bright spots. I mean, James Robinson, they're running back, uh, undrafted. I believe he was he was undrafted, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he was incredible as a rookie last year. Um, you know, their wide receivers are not great, but they're not the worst. In the, I mean, DJ Chark, Chenault, solid. You could use another piece there, definitely. But, I mean, they need a tackle, third wide receiver. They need some cornerbacks badly. And then uh, other than that, you know, it's a little bit of depth. Um, but, yeah, they got holes. They got holes. So where do you guys think – what do you guys think they're going to do? First off, what we should do, Sam, Mr. Catman, how much they got? Oh, yeah. Uh, they lead the NFL in cap space with $85 million. 85 buckaroos. Dang. Now, Big that's time. Gonna, that's also going to go up even more because – they're apparently trying to trade Andrew Norwell. And basically, Albert Breer put out a whole list of players that are in trade talks right now. And if you read that list, it's either the player's getting cut or they're staying with the team. Let's be completely honest here. Because that's. Well, what just... other option is there? What? They retire? Well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> well, no, he lists them as like trade candidates, but none of them are going to get traded if their names are already out there because these names are all obvious cut candidates, except yeah. for like Brandon Brooks and Stefan Gilmore. Like, those ones are yeah. obviously going to stick around, but like the guys like Andrew Norwell, Kevin Zeitler. Uh, you don't think they could be traded? No, because the Giants already rumored themselves out there that Zeitler is going to get cut. Kyle Van Noy is not going to get cut or not going to get traded because they already said he was going to get cut. And no, I know what you mean. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like if a team I mean, doesn't okay. think they're going to be able to sign them and they really want them, then I know. But regardless, I, I, was Andrew Norwell like I wanted Andrew Norwell on the Giants? I don't even know how he did last year. I'm assuming not good. Uh, I mean, the, the Jaguars line isn't awful. It's not like the worst thing in the NFL. Uh, could he use upgrading? Definitely. You know who they're going to target, Sully? Leonard Williams. The Jaguars? I'm just saying. I just threw that out there. I don't well, know they're not that gonna makes get a him. lot of sense. Well, well okay. Let, let's throw this out there. That right. no, makes sense. If you're the Jaguars, I have a question for you guys. All right. I'm a Jaguar. Okay. <laughs> so you're in the water. I'm hunting right now. You're That'd in. be dope to be a Jaguar. It would be. It would That'd awesome. be pretty great. It'd be great to be <laughs> yeah. a lot of animals. Just for like a day or two, though. If it's probably right. like so much work and exhausting, but all right. Well, uh, just to bring this up, I mean, the Jags don't have any free agents of no other than maybe what Cam Robinson, their starting left tackle. 
That's about Keelan it. Keelan Cole. Yeah, but like the left tackle market is so dry. Like the tackle market this year is so dry, except for Trent Williams, that he might actually get decent money. Uh, but I don't even know if the Jags are me the ones to give him. But back to the question. If you're the Jags, you already know your quarterback. Are you spending this year? Yeah. Are right. you going to pull a Colts like last year? Uh, you know, think, spend in the right areas, kind of roll over some money the next year. I think the second option would be the best sense. I think they'll do that. I'd do the second option. Would you not? I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend much. Now, what are you targeting this year in specific players? I would work on my offense. Specific <laughs> players? Uh, work on my offense? Yeah. <laughs> That's why Sully's never going to be a GM. I just say, hey, guys, we need to just work on the offense. You sign in. Uh... Okay. Okay. Here, answer me. This. Answer me this. Answer me. Riddle, riddle me this. Um, if I'm a GM and someone comes up to me, do they come up to me five seconds before free agency closes and they're like, "Name a player. We're gonna get him." Like, no, I have some time to look I at mean, who the players are. Come I on. mean, let's be real here. The Jags could offer someone eighty-five million dollars per and be fine. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's I mean what I yeah. Would do. They're gonna do that. I mean, yeah, they could technically do it. No, I would get a guy like. Um, Will Fuller. Uh, they already have Chark, though, so is that necessary? Eh, I don't know. Chark was pretty bad last year, honestly. But From a fantasy this, standpoint, oh, he was terrible. So inconsistent. Oh, oh trust me. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, too. I thought he was going to be great. Like, he a lot of people been. are, like, listing, like, receiver is such a big need for them. And I'm just like, yeah, they need an alpha, but, like, Shark and LaVista. No, it's not. It's not horrible. Are great. But like other receivers. No, it's a solid like duo. But the only reason I say that is because they're getting Trevor, and I feel like if you're getting a guy who's yeah. like yeah. The, the rookie quarterback, obviously, I would just try to make them succeed at all Definitely. lengths possible. So it's like get that lineman and then get that wide receiver because obviously they don't have a tight end at all. They had Tyler Eifert. They caught him already. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the, the Josh Oliver is the next tight end. I that Josh Oliver sounds like he works like a late night show. It's like the Oliver show, whatever that, that guy does. Yeah. So they don't have a tight end. Chark and Chenault, like, like you said, are decent, but it's I, I would definitely get like a piece for him to use. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna overspend at tight end. Like they, I, could, they might get like a Henry and overspend. Yeah, I was thinking it. Hunter Henry. I was thinking Hunter Henry or John. I mean, Smith. Hunter Henry's gonna get overpaid no matter where he goes. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's that good. The thing is, like this free agent year, there's not a lot of like young players available. If that makes sense, like guys coming off their rookie deals that are good. Um, it's a lot of veterans that are going to get caught. Besides, like wide receiver, yeah, yeah, like receivers, the only one. And I could see them making a big splash at receiver, um, but like. I don't see a point in Allen Robinson. I don't see a point in like those guys are old. Actually, Allen Robinson's way Godwin. Old. Little Godwin God, action. Godwin's like Godwin's the only one that I kind of think would be solid from. But I don't see Godwin as like a true alpha. Um, I see him like as a one B. Um, I don't know. And Juju's not an alpha, so I goats. I mean, Juju the goat. I was kidding. Well, it's only like Galladay then, I guess. Yeah, but he's going to get tagged. That's the problem, and you're not going to trade. All right, we'll trade uh, Andrew Norwell for it. 
right. Well, all right. Well, back to the question. Are you guys, you guys are going, you guys think the rollover is the best? I'm having a little bit of money to spend next year when it's Trevor's MVP year. That's yeah. where you kind of have to yeah, that, break them in. Then he gets MVP second year. Exactly. That's how it works. They go back to the AFC championship then. Yep. Now, do you guys think that Urban Meyer is going to be the coach of this team in three years? Yeah. There's no. Urban, there's Why? I don't either. Because <laughs> he sucks. He doesn't suck. He's succeeded at every place he's been to so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. The college is totally different than the NFL. In college, you can't go, I want that guy, I want that guy, I want so, that guy, and I want that guy. So you can't do your... that. All right, so what's your reasoning? Just because you can't pick players? Yeah. Here's my thing. That's I just, my reasoning. I just think that I've seen him succeed, and I've seen him gone to a bigger program year in the year. I started with Utah, then he went to Florida, then he went to Ohio State, and he's constantly been a succeeding team with them. He won a national championship of Florida, won him with Ohio State, with Utah. They were a contending team. It's like yeah. – and he had to step out of the kitchen because he couldn't take the heat. So, I just, ask me. It, there's just no, no – I don't know. I don't know. I just think he's going to do well. I mean, he's going to have – you'd hope that it's a squad that is definitely emerging with the amount of money they have, with the amount of draft picks they have, with Trevor Lawrence, where we've all kind of admitted it's one of the best prospects we've seen in recent history. So, I just don't really see why it wouldn't really work out. I hope he does, man. Yeah, I, I love Trevor, so I hope it does. I just think they're going to spend I, – I, I have a strong hunch that the Jaguars are going to spend a ton of money on a tight end and a safety. I just have a hunch. I feel like they're going to spend a shit ton of money on, like, Hunter Henry or Jonu Smith and then, like, uh, Marcus Williams from the Saints. I feel like that's going to happen. I don't know why. I just so have if a that hunch. happens, we'll come back on and – Give you your props. Give me my praise. If yeah, Marcus but, Williams signs with the Jags, then yes, I will give you praise. All right, let's let's move on to a more pathetic franchise in the Houston Texans. Yes. Uh, and there's really nothing to talk about with the Texans because they have no draft picks because they traded them all away for some reason. Um, and they also don't have a ton of money, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, uh, they have 16 mil which is valiant, but no one's going to want to play here after <laughs> what, what's been going on. And uh, their quarterback wants out. So uh, honestly, we're probably going to spend a little time on this team. But uh question is, are you trading Deshaun? Or are you trying to salvage this as much as you can? Or you guys think it's just beyond repair? I kind of just feel like it's unsalvageable. Is that a word? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Thank you guys. Um <laughs> at this point we've seen the situation go worse and worse we saw obviously jj watt in that situation um kind of was a mutual split and ever i mean what i've seen from deshaun watson and with that organization and it's kind of unparable unrepairable um so i don't really see an instance where i mean from now until the season starting to where like that's almost kind of they work it out um if you're obviously Houston, you want to work it out because Deshaun Watson, we've talked about many times how much of a great quarterback he is. And obviously you want Deshaun Watson on your team, no matter what, even with the situation that is this bad, you still want a guy that is fairly young to be the focal point of your team. The problem is Bill O'Brien has done and the organization has done such an obviously, you know, Bill O'Brien, not anymore, but what he did, they've just done such a bad job of, 
you know, supporting Deshaun with this talent and kind of, you know, because when they went, you know, when they obviously played Kansas City in the uh, in the playoffs, we saw the talent there, but it was kind of crazy how in a short span of time they let all that talent go to waste. And now basically it's just Deshaun Watson on that squad now. Um, so, you know, you obviously hope that you can work things out with him, but at the same time, it's like, Watson has every right in the world to be upset with the organization. We've seen him showcase that frustration. And it really, to me, seems like he's going to continually showcase that. And I don't think he'll be back as a Texan. So with that, if you don't have a Deshaun Watson, ultimately, where do you go now? You have basically no sort of talent on that team whatsoever. You kind of have no direction. The only direction there now is just to hit the reset button and hopefully start from scratch. And hopefully it's in an upward direction. Uh, my plan's simple. I got two steps. Trade Deshaun Watson for the most amount you can get. Get your haul. And two, uh, I forget his name. It's it's uh, left my mind, but I know Sam knows who I'm thinking of. The guy who everyone hates. Jack Easterby? Yes. Oh, Fire Easterby. <laughs> oh, that's not that, happening. That, well, that, that, that's my plan on how to fix that. If they don't want to do it, then don't take my <laughs> advice. But like I said, I'm probably the best GM advice they're going to get. So <laughs> I, I'm selling to Sean, and I am getting rid of Easter Bay. That's that, my plan. That dude's claws are so deep in Cal McNair's oh, skull. Someone's got to get a claw out there or something. <laughs> Just Rip the claws out. Off. You got to you do know, anything why not, you Why not fix them at the same time just to be for good measure? But um, They, ha- they have to get them out. I mean, this There's been multiple people correct. that said they hate him, and it's like you got to get him out. You got to get Deshaun out because there's, you're really doing no due diligence to your team. This re- Even if you have Deshaun for you to be able to compete, it's going to take two to three years of you getting players through the draft and free agency and half the players don't even want to play for you. So just get Deshaun out of there and be the worst team in the NFL or bottom three team for two years and then you know have all those draft picks. Do it like the Dolphins did it. Just keep stacking draft picks. And then finally you start to make your push once you get all your money back. And then that's pretty much what you do. Like, dude, like, it's bad when your franchise icon and J.J. Watt, who's fought tooth and nail for this city, wants out. Like, that, it just tells you everything you need to know about this team's current situation. And Will Fuller is a free agent, and he's probably not back because apparently he's not going to get franchise tagged. And, um, I mean, the only like free agent I could see them signing is like Tyrod Taylor or some shit. I really Ooh, can't think of goats. anything because I, I honestly don't think they trade Deshaun until camp. I don't think they're going to trade him until mini camp or training camp because I think he's going to hold out and they're going to finally realize that, wow, we were fucking idiots. And then they finally trade him past the draft. And they're going to be the worst team in the NFL next year, probably. Would not be surprised whatsoever. At that point. Yeah. I agree. They suck. This is fixer upper, but Texans fans, you're beyond repair. Yeah. We know that much. It's like the whole house is just burned down. There's nothing to repair. I mean, I guess you could just start from scratch. That's what we're saying. That's what they have to do. That's what we're saying. Yeah. But they've weighed. the worst foundation possible. Yeah, you're going to have to move. You have to move the franchise. That's how you do it. <laughs> it's like trying to build 
It's like trying to stick a wooden plank into concrete. It just won't work. Yeah, We're on top of these analogies right now. We're doing great. Yeah. I love them. We're doing great. Yeah. One more. Anyone? Um, trying to <laughs> toast toast bread in a microwave. Yes, Unreal. That's that a was one. great. Yeah. That was great. Thank you guys. Out of applause for that one. All right. All right. Next up, we got the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, who was on record tied with the Tennessee Titans, but the Tennessee Titans won that division. Uh, so they're going to be going last. But the Indianapolis Colts, I think we can all agree, um, are probably going to win that division next year. Um, the ceiling is pretty high for them. Obviously, they have money to spend. We've talked about that on previous podcasts, how they had a situation where they had a bunch last year. They kind of rolled over some money this year, and they're hopefully going to go all in and spend. Um, they have every right to. We've talked about how you look at the supporting cast around the quarterback, and it was obviously fantastic. Um, offensive line, defense, especially, have been unbelievable. Um, now they get Carson Wentz, and we've talked about how the situation cannot be more perfect for a guy that had a struggling 2020 year, um, but has the talent to be really good. So you hope that that works out with Carson Wentz. Um, so basically, my fixer-upper is just go fucking ham, spend a <laughs> bunch of money, and look, the ceiling for this team is high. I mean, if they make all the right decisions, and there's no reason for me not to believe they will because of how well-ran that organization is, um, they make all the right moves as free agency. They spend, um, address some needs that they have. Um, obviously, they could boost up the receiving core. Obviously, left tackle is a concern. Um, they make those you know, moves and go all in. They're a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, I tend to agree for the most part. I'm on record saying I think Carson Wentz is going to be back to, you know, his former glory, whatever you want to call it, or at least most of it. Um, I agree. T.Y. Hilton, if he's back, regardless if he's back or not, he's nothing special anymore, in my opinion. I would try to get a, you know, a top dog wide receiver if they can, since they have a lot of money. They also do need a left tackle, which is going to command a bunch of money as well. Probably prioritize the left tackle over the wide receiver if that's the case. Then get a guy like a Curtis Samuel or a, you know, one of those other like kind of like a B wide receiver. But they also need a cornerback. You can address that through free agency or the draft. I know Xavier Rhodes is a free agent. I believe he was very, very good last year, um, which was, you know, weird because he was horrible with the Vikings this last year. Um, but he's, got, he's definitely getting up there in age. That man's got to be like 39 years old. 31 31 there's no way did you say 39 i could have swore he was like 37 38 years <laughs> no. old i could have swore I, there's a that post is getting in our heads now of all these <laughs> right. players that yeah. are older maybe he he should be on the younger that's actually kind of crazy i thought he so was like, older how old do you think ty hilton is ty hilton i also feel like he's probably sneaky young i he's not i don't think he's that good anymore i'd say he's probably uh he's, 29 i think it's 30 32 okay now that doesn't make sense i lowballed it because i thought you were gonna trick me he yeah no he does he's getting up he's getting up there uh i would try to sign a wide receiver other than that i like what the Colts are doing i would spend all my money it's really now or never in my opinion like i always say it's hard to keep a defense around and this defense is more on the younger side definitely but it's still hard to keep them around they're gonna want contracts and whatnot in a few years I would say go for it now. Maybe sign Xavier, Xavier Rhodes back to a one-year deal, uh, one or two-year deal, get a wide receiver, get that tackle, then I think you're good to go. You really got no holes on this team. Yeah, uh, Colts are in a fantastic spot right now. Uh, it's just a matter of your opinion on what Carson Wentz does for them. 
And if you're a believer in his reclamation project with the Indianapolis Colts, I'm a believer. I hope we're all believers. There's not a choice or a doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. um, We're in love. So we're going (laughs) to, the uh, free agents for the Colts though, are Jacoby Brissett, who probably won't be back. T.Y. Hilton, Justin Houston, uh, who I expect them to resign. Uh, Malik Hooker, Xavier Rhodes, and like Marlon Mack, but he's gone because of JT, Zach Pascal. Other than that, they've got – how much money do they have? Uh, they used to be like top three in cap. Now they're uh, only top five now. Uh, oh, wow. Such, a, such a big drop. Uh, they're at 45 million cap. But uh, my number one target for them, and I want them to go ham to get this guy, Trent Williams. <laughs> Spend yeah. all the money in the pity. world that you can. Get Trent Williams. Trent Williams and Quentin Nelson on the left side. Oh, my God. And the defense like, wouldn't even line up there. They would just go to the other side. They'd say, we're not getting through there. Just go <laughs> over there. We're not, we're not even going to bother. And just literally make it as – give Carson Wentz minimal amount of excuses as possible. Just give him the most minimal yeah, like amount of excuses. Make it so hard for him to fail that if he does, he's never getting a job again. That's exactly. what it should be. That's, that's what I'm what thinking. Yeah, that's, that's the exact thought process, and that's exactly how they should approach this because they obviously put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket, so prioritize the Carson Wentz eggs basket. Totally you know? doesn't fumble it. Yeah. Good one. Hard boil those eggs. Don't crack them. There you go. All right, well, close to the Super Bowl. All right, Tennessee Titans. Um, I think we'll see a little bit of regression from this team. Uh, not going to lie, I have no idea what their cap situation is. Sam, go ahead. Yes, Do sir. Yes, sir. They're right around even, I believe. $4 million in cap. A good four mil. Should go to a guy named uh, Sam. I really think that he could uh, – do some wonders with the Titans team. Uh, realistically, this <laughs> Titans team is atrocious when it comes to pass rush. So I think that that has to be their number one concern. Uh, offensively, we saw this team, Ryan Tannehill, my twin brother, Ryan Tannehill. Um, we saw how good he was. Um, and he was one of the guys I was surprised was older than what I thought. What is he, 32? Yeah, yeah Which, a lot of people were saying they thought he was way older. Oh, I thought he was like 29. Oh, you, Which, thought, you thought that this was his second contract not too long who? ago. Who? Ryan Tannehill. Me? Weren't we talking about this, how you thought this was Tannehill's second contract? No. That was not me. Current. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. It probably was Sully. Because we were talking There's no about, chance. We, no, because we were talking about Sam Darnold, and we're yeah. like, when does a team, when does a player yep. on their second contract come in? And no, like turn no, no, it no, no, I didn't say second contract. Yes, you did. I said second yes, team. You did. No, 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 no. We were talking about how I he was honestly think a second was, contract. Stat checkers. I think it was, I honestly, that. I honestly think it was team. I think it was. it was team. You guys are lying to me. Yeah, Sam's trying to bring me down, guys. Yeah. That's uh, fake can news. you believe this kid? Can you believe I know, this? Kid? I know. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane. But anyway, yeah. Um, speaking of Titans, they need to cut Malcolm Butler. He's not that good. He is getting a lot of money. 
that's $10 million in cap savings. If they do that, that's a decent amount. Um, but they definitely do have holes in this team. Like Kurt said, they are d- probably a regression candidate, I'd say, because they did pretty well last year, losing to the uh, Ravens in the playoffs. But overall, they were able to win the division. I don't think they're going to win the division next year. Um, they got some holes, it's mostly the defense, the offense. It's kind of just the A.J. Brown show and the Derrick Henry show, obviously. Um, but I don't really think you need to add anyone too much there. They're going to lose Smith tight ends, uh, which is a solid target for Tannehill. But I think if you add, you know, like a, just, just like a solid second wide receiver to this team, they're probably fine. Um, and the defense needs, it needs a lot of work, mostly pass rush, like Kurt said, but they're going to be moving on from Malcolm Butler probably. So they also need some, you know, cornerbacks and stuff like that, but they got a uh, Kevin Byard and he's a beast. So. He's holding it down back there, but they need some cornerback help. Other than that, I think they're okay. They're not going to be horrible. They're still going to be a solid team. If you got Derrick Henry and a very good offensive line, which they have, they're going to be good. Well, uh, their offensive line got well better by subtraction, I guess, today because yeah. uh, they got rid of Isaiah Wilson. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, it is kind of nuts, but like at the, the same time, the it's whole not. situation's weird. But yeah. Yeah, this guy got drafted. He got COVID because he was partying at something. He came back and then Atta he boy. got put in COVID protocols because he was partying again. Then he came back after like a month of being in COVID protocols. And then he got uh, caught for like a DUI and they got suspended by the team. And then he got suspended by the team again. Sounds and like a good guy. Yeah. He sounds great. And then he tweeted, <laughs> Oh, I'm done with the Titans. I, I don't deserve this. And it's like, yeah. what? And now he's traded. Yourself, man. Now he's traded for a seventh round pick swap. I will say though, with the dolphins, that's a great place for him to land. I feel like he's going to get yeah. opportunity and he's going to have a chance to, you know, revive his career kind of. And he obviously has had the talent before. So it's, you know, hope he does something. Definitely. But uh, if we take a look back at the 2020 off season, uh, I'd say the biggest loser of the 2020 off season, looking back on it was the Titans. Uh, other than their extensions, they struck out on everything. Like, their big clowny. signings were clowny and uh, clowny and uh, clowny's the clowny's the Vic biggest Beasley. loser himself. Yeah, clowny and Vic Beasley. They both stunk. Vic Beasley didn't even make it on the team at the end of the season. He didn't survive. Clowny got injured and he wasn't good when he played. Well, Vic Beasley used to be pretty good. Now, if you ever want to say that again, you can believe it. I don't believe <laughs> that. And. Um, then also their draft. Their draft just wasn't that great either. I mean, talk about a whiff of an all. And then they let Jack Conklin walk. I mean, and he was a first-team All-Pro this year, and they could have used him because their left tackle got injured. And then, you know, Dennis Kelly, he's good, but he's, like, not Jack Conklin. And <laughs> they just made a lot of at, at least Corey Davis stepped up. Adam Humphreys was and also a swing and a miss, and he got cut. I mean, this they just had a lot of swings and misses the past two seasons. That's usually the recipe for a team that's good and then not so good. 
But so, they, have a, they have a good foundation, though, which is what's keeping them alive. But it's going to be interesting to see how they bounce back without Arthur Smith. The goats. That's our guy. Arthur <laughs> Smith. And uh, they finally have a defensive coordinator again. Because uh, last year they rolled without one, and look how that went. That went great. That went really good. No bueno. I love I, Rabel, though. Rabel's he's a good guy. He oh. seems like, you know, he's – He's not much of an X's and O's guy. He's not a Shanahan. He's not McVeigh. But he's, you know, he's a more of a leader, in my opinion. He'll bang his head on a clipboard and get everyone hyped. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's a, he's a leader. He's a guy chop that's his like dick off for a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Did he say that? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he said that. That's my coach right there. Let's go. Sign me right now, <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Sign me. All right, uh, NFC South. We good? Speaking of Arthur yes, Smith. The Falcons. Hey, all right. All that was right, so bad. Right. I, I, that was horrible, horrible. It was better than yours. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, all right. Falcons, 4-12 and 12 last year. I love um, that Falcons fans continually think that their team is great every year. And then I'm like, I do the same not, thing to them. They're just mediocre. They're just not good. Like, and it's, yeah. It was so predictable. I don't know. If, sorry, Sully. I think you thought they were going to Well, I never good. thought they'd be like incredible, but I'm a big believer in Matt Ryan. And even though the Falcons haven't been good as of late, he still does very solid every year. Um, he's kind of like, you know, I just feel like he's like, he's still good in my opinion. Obviously he's definitely getting up there in age. Well, uh, well he, who knows, who knows how old he is at this point. He could <laughs> be like 21. I don't know. No, Matt Ryan is, he's got to be 35, right? 36. 36. Okay. So, yeah, he's obviously getting up there, but I still think he's solid. He's got solid football ahead of him. But, obviously, Falcons have a ton of holes. That's why you get four wins. Also had to do with, you know, probably poor coaching. Because um, they won three games with the new coach, with Morris. Oh, they won four. They won all their games with Morris? <laughs> they did not play four games with only Raheem Morris. They no, fired Dan Quinn like five no, games. No, 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 in the no, no, season. no, no. I'm saying they won all of their games of the season with Morris. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah, so my the, god. That goes to show. That goes to show. Maybe it was the coaching that was making them so bad. So obviously they're not great. But um, I mean, if you think four wins out of eleven is good, well, it's <laughs> it's not good. But you string that over a full season, yeah, and he has the off like season to go seven. into it, yeah, then it's, it's like they're not horrible. So I, I just feel like their their record isn't as bad as they actually are. There are teams that have records like that, and you're like, yeah, that team sucks. The Falcons, every year I do say they're not horrible, but they always do pretty bad. So regardless of my thinking, um, they're in a weird spot. A lot of people have them drafting a QB because, like we said, Matt Ryan's getting up there, but he it's not like he's at the end of his career. That QB would have to sit a year um, because Matt Ryan still does solid. It's not like he's the, he's the reason they're losing. Um, but most people do have them drafting QB. If I was the Falcons, I probably would draft a QB myself too. If I can get my hands on a top three prospect, um, I, I would do that as well. They're, do you guys think they're closer to trying to compete for this division or just tanking? They're not tanking, but I mean, they're, they're still, this yeah, they're not winning the division. Well, yeah, I don't you... think they're going to, I don't think they're going to win it, but I'm saying like, kind of like competing, like making moves, spending their money, stuff like that. No, they can't. <sighs> They, well, you know what I mean. Falcons are. What place do you guys think they are in cap space? Let me ask you that. Just in this division or no NFL? Idea, NFL. Wait, 20... you ask it. I'm gonna say 29. twenty. 
Wow, you think they're that bad? 24th. 28th. Oh, that's close. How are they that bad? How, how negative do you think they are? Uh, minus 41. <laughs> oh, not 41. <laughs> we'll get to a team that's All over right. minus 40. Uh, I thought the Saints were like minus 70. No, they're minus they're they're closer to 40 now. Minus 18. Okay. The Falcons are minus 20. Minus 19. So you you were okay. close. I'm one off on both. Just make just you counter it. My guesses were bad. Thing is, all right. So the Falcons, they already cut Alex Mack and Ricardo Allen. Their free agents are Todd Gurley, you know, Charles Harris, big bust uh, from Miami. Uh Keanu Neal, uh Brian Keanu Reeves. Hill. Definitely. If they had Keanu mean, Reeves, they would win every game. You got to resign. Young Hu Ko is a free oh, agent. Go. No way. They, they got to extend give him. The bag. Him. Give him the bag. They got to extend that man. They actually should quick. extend him, though. Oh, yeah. In, in all seriousness. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they are losing their entire safety room. Not that it was good anyways, but they're losing their entire safety room. This defense is a shell. It did perform better once Raheem Morris took over as head coach, but it still was a shell. Uh, their offense had their woes, uh, but that offense has talent on it. It really they does. They had so many first-round picks, Sam. How did they do bad? Oh, I don't know. Maybe those first-round picks just weren't good first-round <laughs> picks every time. And they're not good anymore. Oh, okay. They used well, to be. Well, I mean, Todd Gurley used to be good. Todd Gurley was great. Oh, that, that, He's uh, not good that anymore. Died. That dream died yeah, a well, while ago. It happens. But uh, I don't know. Do you guys... If you're the Falcons GM, let's let's I'm gonna throw lay out this hype. All right, I'm Thomas Dimitrov. I wish. There's we just all, no like, we all wish that is we the worst firing in NFL history. Yeah, no, it's it absurd. is. Yeah, we know that it's absurd. If you're a Falcons GM at pick four overall, let me ask you this. All right, Trevor Lawrence goes one, Zach Wilson goes two, Carolina trades up and takes Fields at three. Now, Kurt, I know you're gonna say Trey Lance, but uh <laughs> Are you okay? I'll make this a different hypothetical. Your fourth ranked quarterback is the one available at four overall. The other top three got picked. If you're Atlanta, what are you doing? Going best player available, and that is not whoever is left as a quarterback. But you could trade down. What's it? Who would trade? I'm not obviously there would be a trade, a team that would want Fran. Uh, Denver, um, a team trying to get. I would say ninety percent of the time. Kane Sewell. Ninety percent of the time, if my team is not that good and I'm not going to be taking quarterback, I would trade down. If I were a GM, those number might be slightly inflated. It wouldn't be ninety, but like I would, I would do it almost every time. Not kidding. Now you're a believer in Matt Ryan, yeah. so would you? Would you do the trade down? Yeah, but at the same time, I don't. Even if you trade down, let's say you acquire some assets, they somehow have some money next year. They go all in. I still don't even think that you'd be able to get that team good enough to win the division, yet alone like make a push for the playoffs. So yeah. I don't. It's kind of like a weird situation. But at the same time, you could still just be trading or like signing best, getting drafting best available for your QB that you're going to draft next year. But I know that the QB draft next year is not very strong so somehow goats he's, he's so, great i mean people yeah. say spencer rattler is going to be the best quarterback coming out of like is that nope sam how it's just like, like I, don't, I i don't i don't think atlanta's going to be picking close to the top five next year 
I don't think they're going to be picking near 20, but I, I think they'll, with the Arthur Smith hire and the talent that they have on hand already, I, I think they won't be near the top five. Do you want a ninth overall pick for them next year? Yeah, that, that sounds ninth to like 17th. I can feel that. Um, There's a wide range there. <laughs> uh, just, just a bit. Uh, I like how Kurt's, uh, you know, guesses the very, very uh, floor of that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, like mediocre. Nine. That's what we're expecting out of the fact. No, I know, I know you mean. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like, what do you, like, if you, I don't see them picking in the top five again next year. So what do you think? Soon. What do you think that means for them? Should they trade if, it down because it has so much value, a, or should if, they get that player? If there's a quarterback at four that you love, take them. Trey Lance. If they love Trey Lance, Whoa, take them. Agreed. But I don't know if they're going to love Trey Lance. I mean, everyone should. <laughs> Trey Lance is pretty fun. Um, but, I mean, if Kyle Pitts was there, if Penny Sewell's there, I would just stay still and take them. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, they I would... could take Jamar Chase and just have hell rain on earth. Oh, that'd, that'd, just, that'd be unfair. Julio that'd be unfair. That'd be absurd. Jamar Chase and – or they could just trade down, take Pat Sertain, take Quiddy Pay, take Greg Rousseau, take JOK, whatever. I'd probably do that. Just do whatever. I mean, draft JOK. picks are king, man. Draft picks are draft picks is the most that one of the most valuable things you can have besides like a star, like a top two positional player at his position. So it's like draft picks are just so so good. Yeah, at least we're not Charlie Casterly and having them trade down to nine and taking Najee Harris. Charlie Casterly, man. That just sounds like someone who, I don't know who that is, but that sounds like someone that wants you to click on their mock draft. <laughs> well, well, by the way he does it, it's kind of hard not to click on it. Or, well, sorry. That's the thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. All, All right. right. We got you. Lead off with the the other cat team that we wish we were. God. Dolly's a Jaguar. <laughs> oh my God. The Panther. I would rather be a Panther than a Jaguar, I think. Panthers are cooler. I feel like Panthers are like, when you think of a Jaguar, it's, I guess you do think of like the jungle kind of, but I don't know. I think of more of a field where, nah, that's. That be what are you talking yeah. about right yeah. now? Yeah. Well, I was saying I'd, I'd rather be in the jungle than a field. That was my final point. <laughs> I would rather be the king of the jungle, which is a lion, uh, but. You know what? I'm going to look up. Yes. I'm going to look up. I think the, Jaguars are in the force. The cat, not cat in the hat. The cat, uh, cat he's canceled. Food triangle, because <laughs> it's gonna have the lion at the top. No, I don't want cat food. Oh, uh, a panther would definitely oh, pyramid. Be the sh- it's pyramid. It's pyramid. Yeah. Pyramid. No, no, no. A panther would beat the shit out of a jaguar. I think. I don't know. <laughs> not an expert. <laughs> Not an expert. Hey, this um, shit is. All right, while you're looking about, this up, talk about the Panthers while I bring, while I do this. Yeah, exactly. So Panthers, number one concern, obviously, with a lot of teams, quarterback. What are they going to do at the quarterback <laughs> position? Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater was not the guy for them, even though we were all rooting for him to be. We all thought he could be. They made the decision that they wanted to believe in him over to Cam Newton, which probably was a good decision, knowing how not so good Cam Newton was this year. But at the same time, Teddy Bridgewater wasn't really the best option for them. We've thrown out the idea of them training for Deshaun Watson. That'd be loads of fun. Uh, This Carolina team, obviously, you look at them. Defensively, they're not great. But it's like there's not a lot of needs on the defensive side of the ball. It's just more of a concern of, like, they're just all very young. 
and it's kind of like a maturing process as they get more experience. And we saw that with the back end of the season, the defense was stepping up um, and it was playing better. Um, obviously we saw what Jeremy Chin did with them second round pick and he was unbelievable, but regardless um, quarterback, what are you going to do there? Um, obviously you threw out the idea if they trade up the three and they can get someone like a Fields. Um, or Trey Lance, because I think Trey Lance in Carolina would be loads of fun seeing what he can do with Matt Rule. Obviously, it'd be fun to see Justin Fields as well. Um, it'd be fun to see anyone there in Carolina and what they're producing. Um, but it's kind of all I have to say. Uh, Sam, you got anything for us? Yeah, uh, Ranker.com has, okay, this is, yes. has I, I looked up, I looked up, Big Cats tier list. Okay, <laughs> of, course. of course. And yeah. at number one, what are we feeling? It's got to be a lion. It's a tiger. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. Number two, lion. snow leopard. Whoa, no way a snow <laughs> leopard would beat a lion in a fight. This is the tier list, bro. It's, it's, it's not my take. Can we report this tier Who, list? Who's this writer? Amy Bull. I'm calling you out, Amy can we, Bull. Can we get her on yeah. the pod? Deadass. I will, I will send her I'll a get her on. Yeah, I'll get her. Right. Sure. Yeah. I would love three. to talk cats with Number her. three, lions. All right. Okay. Okay. Number four, jaguars. Fucking bullshit. And may I, I I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to spoil ahead. Panthers, Panthers are like 12. are not in the top 10. Unreal. They get it. You know what's funny? Yeah. I click next page, and then it brings up a tier list of, of fucking uh like feline cats like oh we'll discuss that after yeah that's a bonus (laughs) that's what we really got to talk about on the pod but uh, the jaguar is criminally underrated um as you could maybe say for this panthers team next year maybe perhaps damn sully you are on one today with the (laughs) transitions but yeah um I, i don't like I think that they have a solid obviously McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson is really all you could need or you could ask for for the most part. You could definitely get better, obviously, but that's a solid, solid group. Um tight end, I mean, whatever. It's the this Ian Thomas is just there. The QB though, they signed Teddy Bridgewater to three years, sixty-three million. I think that was the contract. And it kind of seems like they're going a different direction, which is probably correct if they really want to make a push here. I agree, I would agree with that. Um, so yes, Deshaun Watson, whether that be trade up for Trey Lance or Justin Fields, I'm not sure. They yes, think they're gonna make a move for a quarterback or what? Yeah. Yes. They are they're gonna trade they're, up. They are determined to not have Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback next year. So you I think mean, they're gonna trade this, up? We saw the aggression with Stafford. Why wouldn't they continue? Oh, I'm not saying I disagree. I'm not saying you did. Oh, you are not saying that. You're right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they they need line. Yeah. I want them to get Deshaun bad, but that's not going to happen. All right, all right. I just want to throw this out there. I think Sam would cry of happiness. Deshaun, they trade for, then they get Kyle Pitts the draft. There's no chance they get Deshaun without trading eight, unless it happens at training camp. I didn't really think two and two, but yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah, and then they don't oh have McCaffrey. God. Kurt, and, Kurt, yeah. my dreams would come true with that team i know you'd be like i am now gonna be part of the carolina panthers i gotta work for them they're my team i am giving up my my fandom the Panthers for <laughs> carolina come no. to, come to charlotte we'll welcome you here yeah bet 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 no uh panthers have 15 million cap they 
The free agents are Quan Short, Russell Okun, so old dudes, and then Taylor Moten, who they franchise tagged smartly because that's a no-brainer because he's actually good. And then uh, Curtis Samuel, who's going to Washington. I actually think he will too, but um, that's a preview of free agent predictions if that ever happens. But um, <laughs> they've misutilized Curtis Samuels for so long, and now Joe Brady shows up and he's like, hey, guys, I'm going to use him right. And then they used him right, and he was fun. But this Carolina has the most underrated receiver in the NFL in DJ Moore. Go Terps! Never gets talked about because he's a beast. They hit on a lot of their draft picks last year. I mean, uh, and just in the recent years, Brian Burns was a beast. Uh, Derek Brown was pretty good. And then Jeremy Chin is second place for defensive rookie of the year. Am I right? Something like that. Behind, so. behind Shaw Young and um, the goats. The goat. But yeah, they just need to figure out quarterback. And I. They hired someone from the Seattle Seahawks front office and Seattle is very aggressive as a front office. So I fully expect them to be aggressive in obtaining a quarterback. It seems like David Tepper, their new owner is very set on getting a quarterback. So I fully expect that to happen. And uh, I will lastly throw this out there. The Jaguar is pound for pound, (laughs) the strongest big cat in the world. That's what Zual, that's what uh, Faith Paul, studying student of, with a minor in zoology says. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. I trust him. Yep. It's a female. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Unreal, sorry. I just, I'm assuming genders, man. You can't do that. I'm sorry. All right, but, let's talk. Yeah. Uh, Bro, these jaguars are yoked, though. The pictures yeah, of the Yeah, they are. They're, oh they are. They are yoked. That's they like got, Trevor. Trevor, he's a big dog coming in. Mm-hmm. Let's see what he can do big dog in a little city but uh, uh yeah do we uh, feel do we feel right talking about tampa bay now yeah we-, we are all right let's talk tampa uh, okay. the problem is though there's not much to talk about because obviously they yeah. just won the super bowl i'd argue otherwise listen okay, to mr big brain over here let's hear it so let's hear your argument tampa bay they have 11 million cap actually they do have a decent amount to do yeah you're right they have Ndamukong Sue, Leonard Fournette, Shaq Barrett, Chris Godwin, and Levante David all set to hit unrestricted free agency. They won the Super Bowl, and I've said multiple times on this podcast, oh, Gronk is also a free agent. Uh, Antonio Brown is a free agent. I oh, mean, I got my plan already. Yeah, like this – I've said multiple times, this team is the most talented roster in the NFL, but they don't have a lot of money and they're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to retain some of these guys. So I actually think this is a very good conversation to have. Uh, I fully expect Dominican Sue and Leonard Fournette probably to not be on this team next year. Um, I'm pretty sure Shaq Barrett will be back. I think they're going to prioritize him. Otherwise, Vontae David and Godwin, I have no idea. But I also could see Sue. But I could see Sue going both ways. I could see him signing like a vet minimum to keep winning. Or he's like, I want a ring. I want a bag for the my last contract. You think someone would give him a bag? 
you never know. It's one team. The Jaguars could do it. You never know. The Jaguars, the best animal out there. I mean, Sue's a big dude. He's very aggressive. I I know too damn well about how aggressive Sue can be from his days with the Lions. I mean, he stepped on Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, He stepped on everyone's throat. Arm, back, leg. Fuck Sue. I hate Sue. Uh, But... He, uh, yeah, yeah. This is what this is what's gonna happen. I, I already know. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Prophecy. Um, Godwin is going to go to another team. He's not going to be on the Buccaneers next year. Shaquille Barrett, he will be on the Buccaneers. Uh, Rob Gronkowski will be on the Buccaneers. Sue will not be on the Bucks. Levante David will be on the Bucks, and you know who else will will be on the Bucks? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is going to be the Godwin replacement. Antonio Brown's going to play a full season next year, and he's going to be not nowhere close to the Steelers, Antonio Brown, but he's going to push for a thousand yards next year. Uh, and they also have Scotty Miller, and they drafted a second round wide receiver, Johnson. That's yeah, a fifth round wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, he's fifth. <laughs> he played like a second rounder. He, he was good. He should have been a day two pick. Like I had him graded as a day two. That's player. that's what I was thinking. I was thinking your big yeah, board. Yeah, my, my big yep. board. Yeah, I studied you. it. Thank you remember? You <laughs> Yes, but that that's kind of what I think about what's going to happen with their free agent situation and. um not much else to say about them besides all those free agents. They're going to be great next year. That's a team that's very talented overall. And I said multiple times this year, I never really believed in them, you know, going super far or um, especially early on in the season. But I always said, I said, if any team is going to, because they looked horrible. Remember they played the bears, they lost to the bears and everyone was like, this is like, they're horrible. Most penalties in the NFL. I said, you got Tom Brady. There's one team that's going to completely 180 on themselves. It's going to be the Bucs. And that's exactly what they did. So I basically predicted the Bucs Super Bowl after they lost to the Bears. That's all I'm saying. You are a genius. Anyone ever say that? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do, actually. All right. Well, it's yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Well, they'll compete. Saints. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's really Kurt, not much else Kurt, to say. It's just like I'm not laying my prophecy like Sully did. Yeah, no, no one's allowed to know Kurt's uh, guesses. The, my guess is all up in here, and then when it happens, exactly. I'll, it's gonna happen because I know it will. Then I'll tell yep. you guys what. It and happened. then you had said you you predicted it in your head. I agree. It's a great strategy. Yep, it works every time. All right, um, Saints. The problem with the Saints is they don't have any money. Yeah, no money. We got more money. Me and you, whoever's listening, we have more See, money than the Saints. We, yeah, we got money, and you know, with no money, you can't do anything. It's unfortunate. Um, Sam talked about it. I don't know if it was before the pod. I think it was during the pod. Um, obviously, they were in a, they were in cap hell, and then basically with some moves they've made, uh, they've gotten that number a lot further down. But obviously, they still have some work to do. What is it? They're like thirty. Ne- they're negative forty-two. No bueno. Um, so but still- they can. They, I will say this: they can chop thirty mil of that very easily. Uh, they just have to cut. Um, they just have to cut uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Quan Alexander. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Malcolm Brown, I think that's his name, and then um, Janoris Jenkins, and they can get like almost thirty mil from that. So, and then they just have to restructure some other deals. They could extend Ryan Ramchek or Marshawn Lattimore and they're golden. Like, honestly, they don't have to do much from this point on. They've done a good job. 
All right. Well, it sounds like you're the GM. You did a great no, job. I, I would never be able. I mean, they've already cut Nick Easton. They've cut Jared Cook. They've cut their punter. They've cut their other tight end. All right. Well, okay. So Saints GM, I got a question for you. What's the deal with Drew Brees, man? Is he going to retire? What do you guys think? At this point, it almost, almost, still almost hasn't probably said. no. Yeah. Well, the weird thing was, I think it was Sean Payton was like, it was kind of right after they lost the game or right after the Super Bowl. They were like, we'll have a decision regarding Breeze in like the next week. And it's been like, what, more than a month Two now? Months? And it's like, yeah. yeah, it's been a long time. It's been such a weird situation because continually, so you were expressing that throughout the regular season. Obviously, he has the NBC gig lined up as an announcer. Um, and it kind of makes a lot of sense for him to retire. We saw the reaction after the Tampa game. All signs led to him retiring, and then it just hasn't happened yet. And you look at, like, what he's done. You see the off-season training videos. And it looks like he wants to compete next Has year. Has he dropped training videos? By what I've seen, there's been like two or three, and he's like pushing a tire. He's like doing. <laughs> All right, okay, it's a lock. He's coming back. You're, you don't push a tire for fun. <laughs> Come on, dude. That, that's that's typical NFL player offseason workout. You're pushing a tire. It's classic. <laughs> um, okay, so he's coming back. It's pretty set in stone because he's pushing a tire. He's coming. Yeah, back. yeah, directly. Cool. That is yeah. that's crazy because I remember well. I mean, I said so many times, I thought it was like a lock that he was retired. I, yeah. I even like Adam Schefter, I believe tweeted it right after the game, right? That he was like, or someone, I don't know which reporter, someone tweeted it was like Drew Brees is like heavily considering it or something. Basically, I remember we posted on ASC that Drew Brees was going to retire. Yeah. So yeah, like, was... not only did I think it, other people who know way more than me thought it. So that usually adds up to something's going to happen, but obviously as the days goes by and he has no really announcement, it kind of seems like he might be coming back. And now that I know he's pushing a tire, he's definitely coming back. So well that's said. my, that's uh, interesting because I think the worst contract in the NFL is Taysom Hill takes. I, I mean, I agree. Actually, I can't say I'm it's the not, worst, but I'm not it's a taste, like, I'm not a taste right guy like whatsoever. I just, for so, I just think they like almost, put him out on the field sometimes just because they like paid, they him, paid him and they're yep. like we have 100%. to get something out of him yeah yep i 100 percent agree you I can't mean, tell me they can't find a better gadget guy than Taysom hill there's no chance and if you're going into next that's year that's really what they want if you're going into the next year let's say drew Brees does retire if you're going to next year with obviously we would think it'd be Jameis over Taysom, but if you go with Taysom, there's no way you're competing i'm sorry <laughs> oh well that's okay i don't know if i hate him that much He's not let's, good. Let's be real. He was good in those no, games. I, I tend to agree that I don't think he's great at quarterback. It yeah. was against the, some horrible defenses, but he was good against. He some was of those decent. Teams. Honestly, I think they're going to try and use Jameis. I, I think As they should. Go. You guys hear about that theory where he like where uh, Sean Payton didn't want to play him, so he wouldn't get a contract. No. Does that kind of make sense though, right? Sure. Why he wouldn't put in Jameis? Yeah. Because if let's say Jameis goes out there, and it would have been what four games he would have played or two, would have played four games, or maybe even more. Something. How many? Uh, Drew no, was, was out games. for like yeah, yeah, a I month and a half. Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's say it was like four that. games. Let's say Jameis Winston throws eight touchdowns and two interceptions. He's getting a contract, hundred percent somewhere. Yeah. 
but now he didn't throw any. So now he goes back to the Saints. All right. All right. Mock. Sam. Mock Draft Arena. Here we go. Every team, last fixer-upper mock draft for every team in the NFL before we actually do a mock draft on this podcast. Before the draft, who's excited? Never been more excited in my life. Me, 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 me. Sully, I can tell you're you're livid for the draft. I can tell. I can't wait. Kurt might be going to the draft, though. I'm telling you, I'm going to have the table set up. I'm going to have ASC on Did it. Live reporting co- from the draft. I'll be like, no, now we, we go down to do... Kurt. I'll be like, now we go to Kurt in uh, Cleveland. I'll be like, all right, guys, Trevor just got drafted. A plus pick. Back to you guys. He's like in a full. Nice. He's in like a full. He's in a fold out table and chair. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> funny. Like... That would be funny. Uh, he's but holding yeah. like his iPhone headphone mic to his mouth. <laughs> yeah. But uh. No, on the live stream, we gotta have like we gotta have like a Sully cam, and like immediately after the pick goes in, we just do a full screen of Sully, and we go, Sully, give your first impressions of this pick. There you go. I'm down. I guarantee that, that is a right. corner. That Let's is a corner. And Let's do that. And I will blow your mind with the analysis that I give you. It will be the yeah, best analysis you've you're ever. You're gonna heard. like nonstop research from now until April, and you'll be perfect. I don't need any research. I've oh. already got all the knowledge. All right. All right, my bad. All right, let's get into let's get into the mock. Let's right, let's yeah. get into it. All right, mock, mock. All right, I'm very dehydrated right now, so I may slur my words. <laughs> Pass out. Uh, and I do talk like an auctioneer during this because I. That's have good. A lot it makes it better. And also, the Jaguars own a lot of picks, so enjoy. All right, first overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Kyle Trask, quarterback, Florida. <laughs> That's a steal. Thank you. Thank you for the keeping them in Florida. Keeping them in Florida. It makes sense. It makes sense. Florida. Yeah. No, it was Trevor Lawrence, quarterback Clemson. At 25, the Jags select Greg Newsom, the second, the corner for Northwestern. Guy I love. At 33 overall, the Jaguars. Thank you, Kurt. Uh, (laughs) We're taking uh, Dylan Radons, the tackle from NDSU. And then at 45, the Jags are selecting Pat Flyamuth, the tight end from Penn State. At 65, the Jaguars are selecting Trevon Morig, safety from TCU. And that would be it for the Jaguars. And that draft class is amazing, may I add. On to the Houston Texans. And with their only pick in the first (laughs) three rounds... (laughs) The Houston Texans has pick 67, select Elijah Molden, corner out of Washington. Great um, pick. Texas fans, if you're listening, I don't know if there are even any left, <laughs> but um, just if you were wondering, Miami took Jamar Chase at your pick. So uh, if you wanted Jamar Chase, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's what you get for training for Tunsil. Um... Indianapolis, they take Quiddy Pay at 21 overall. Then they take Kelvin Joseph, the corner from Kentucky at 54. And then that is it for the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know where the third round pick went, but they don't have one. Can't remember what they traded it for. Tennessee Titans, 
They select Aziz Ajalari, the edge from Georgia at 22. Perfect scheme fit. At 53, the Titans take Sully's selection. I didn't I didn't make this. Sully was the one that made this pick. Pick of the draft. Pick of the draft. Um, Amari Rogers, receiver out of Clemson. I'm just throwing this out there. I would not have made that pick. But um we're That's why I'm better at this. Sully (laughs) Sully is the GM of this of this podcast. We know this. At 85, they take Ali McNeil, the defensive lineman from NC State. And at pick one hundo, Aaron Banks, interior lineman from Notre Dame. On to the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons are fourth overall. They get Zach Wilson, quarterback from BYU. Uh, So no quarterback goes before uh, Atlanta other than Trevor Lawrence. And then at 35, Greg Rousseau falls to 35, so they pick him up. And in the third They're getting steals left and right. They take Brevin Jordan, the tight end for Miami. I'm just saying this. If I'm a Falcons fan and I get this draft class, I am dancing. Like, this would be amazing. <laughs> it would be I'm amazing. Dancing. Like, it, it, it would legit be the best thing ever. At eight overall, the Carolina Panthers take Trey Lance, the quarterback from NDSU, Kurt's guy. At 39, they take Liam Eikenberg, the tackle from Notre Dame, to go across from Taylor Moten. And then at 73, they take Tommy Tremble. The tight end from Notre Dame, my draft crush. Moving on. It you select like Tommy Tremble a lot in these mock drafts. You like I, him? I love Tommy Tremble. The way you he think he's gonna too, be a beast? Like, Tommy Tremble. Yeah, dude, <laughs> dude. I'm being real with you. I see George Kittle in this man. I'm he's that saying, good. I love him. I love Holy him that much. Shit. He might be a top fifty player on my board. I, I might might have him that high. I love this tight end class. Last year sucked. This year is great. Um, who am I on? Uh, uh, Tampa. They take Levi Umwazuriki at the defensive lineman from Washington at 32 at the end of the first round. At 64, they take Amonra St. Brown, the receiver from USC. And at 95, they take Cam Sample, the edge from Tulane. So even if Shaq Barrett stays, JPP is going to be on the last year of his deal. So they got to get another edge. Cam Sample. Great 3-4 outside linebacker. He'd be awesome to develop there. Last team, the New Orleans Saints. Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, the linebacker of Notre Dame, or Swiss Army Knife, whatever the hell you want to call him, at 28. At 60, they get Asante Samuel Jr., the corner from Florida State, which is a steal. Those are like two of my favorite draft crushes right there. I know. I, I know. They had a great draft also. At 98, they take Diami Brown, the receiver from North Carolina. And the last pick of the fixer-upper mock drafts. Make it count. They take Rashad Weaver, the edge from Pittsburgh. Steel. Rashad Weaver is honored to be the last pick in the uh... – highlighted mock draft of fixer Good job. guys i just want to give us a round of applause because we managed to get through every fucking team in like three episodes and oh we're big we time now we we're totally we totally planned for this to happen right just yeah yeah no, no, no to a t and these episodes all like an hour and a half long like yeah well if you're, if you're still you're- here you're a goat that's that's pretty simple but that's going to be it for the podcast thank you for listening we'll be back next week